tape, where you got it at? Where you ever grind, where you stunted at? You wasn't for a time, you was coming back. You was like, I'm finna roll, it was finna crack. Cause you ain't want none of that. Other than, I'ma reject. Give me time, give me space, give me a sec. Real, what you gon' get is the best, you know it. They ain't fuckin' with it at all, you know it. Say that in this tour, you know it. All money in the name of the squad. It's how you niggas know we came to bar and swatch. Where your money at? We gon' smoke a hundred sacks. Shootin' up your blocks, switch cars. I got the new 4Gs on the G. Yes, I got the new bloody bottles is underneath. Hey, Paulette, you got the new bottles? You got the new bottles? Feeling a little down, man. Man, what's wrong today, man? man. What's going on? <laughs> My dog, man. Oh, well, you're not. Scrap ain't here, man. The first episode. Man. Oh, man. Hey, Scrap, man. Man, get better, Scrap, man. I heard you ain't feeling well, bro. I'm going to hold it down. Yeah. I'm only doing it this one time. One time only. You owe me one. Yeah. No, I'm talking about. I'm so, holding it down for your scrap. I got all your equipment, man. I'm making sure everything working good. <laughs> man, it man got your headphones on. Yeah, got your every, microphone. Everything, he, man. He said it sound better with him on yeah, it, bro. Yeah, man. I'm all up in you. I'm all up in your mix, scrap. Don't miss no episode, bro. <laughs> I don't care how bad you feel. You're fired. Anyway, um, man, we got, you know, a few topics to go over, man. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, man. Quite a lot's been happening, man. Uh, Not really. But uh, <laughs> ain't a whole lot to talk about. The show ain't, man. But uh, we got some shit to talk about. Though. Yeah, we shit got a few about. things to talk about. Um, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, you saw the doc. Yeah, man. I, you know, it made me look at him in a whole new light, man. You know, not not in a, not in a bad light, but you know, it just I look at I look at a little a few things a little bit more different, man. Did it humanize him for you, sir? It made me see my crazy see, see how crazy he really was. It kind of humanized him a little bit, but yeah. it dehumanized him in the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It just showed you, like, you know, how you could be one person and another all in the same business. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Living two different lives. Yeah, so, like, what was the biggest thing that stuck out to you about in the documentary, bro? How how everybody just rolled for him, man. At the, at, towards the end, once, the, like, how his ex-fiance how she kind of rolled for him man she they had the um 
They showed the picture of him holding the gun. You can clearly see it with the gun. Yeah, yeah. in the video, bro, yeah. like he walking around the house, he got out the car with something heavy, bro. Like <laughs> it was shaped like this, and it was heavy. Like yeah. he, he walking to the door with the one, and then yeah, he and go it, in and out the house with it, like, bro. Yeah, and his auntie, man, she she held it down. I think I think it was either his auntie or his cousin. I'm thinking I want to say it was his cousin, but she held it down for him, man. She had two kids. She was on a second second um, term of counseling, man. She held it down for him. She went to jail with it. The biggest thing that stuck out to me was the whole, the whole um, how fast his CTE had progressed. Oh, yeah. Like, it make you wonder, like, what he was doing on the field to make his... Like, he hadn't been playing as long as a lot of people. Like, why was his brain activity so messed up? He, he took a lot of... He, 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 took, he took a lot of hits. He played hard, bro. Yeah, he played hard. Like he was one he was on his way to being one of the best tight ends. Yeah. Playing with Tom Brady. He was catching like he was reliable. Yeah, I think if he would have stayed with him, man, if he wouldn't have gotten a lot of that trouble, he would have man, Tom Brady would have got about I say at least eight. He would he would he would have he would have got to at least two more. Yeah. So like I be hearing it's been like a lot of um stuff with his family and stuff saying they didn't like the way the documentary focused more on his homosexual activities. Then the brain damage, his lawyers and stuff. Yeah, I can see, I can see how that now that they wanted to paint that picture when I don't think I don't really think that was relevant now to what he was doing. Well, they were trying to make it relevant, saying that um, like his sexual abuse turned him into a monster. Maybe like he had sexual abuse in his past that he never got got treated for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it like, kind of made him a monster. But usually in cases like that, no, nah, don't don't quote me on this. But usually, if you getting sexually molested, you usually turn you, nine times out of ten, they either turn into a molester. You don't see them turn into too much of a killer and stuff like that. Well, probably I ain't gonna quote you on that because you probably a little wrong though. Because a lot of people they do like you know they come out of being sexually abused, overcompensating for that. Okay. Like they turn into a ultimate alpha male. Rather than, you know, trying to prove a point. Okay. I can see that. I can see yeah. that. But it, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't see the one that I think it was uh, 2020 that showed it. And um, I think it came on like, um, it was another one came on, I think AMC or something like that. Okay. I didn't see that one. I saw the Netflix. The Netflix, they... They, they, were, pro- they were kind of in line. The Netflix had more of him talking and stuff on it, like with the phone calls and stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah. Now, the phone call, now, the phone calls... <laughs> my man asked for a Nike. He asked for a Nike. A Nike like, jumpsuit. Nike jumpsuit. And he wanted to deal with Smith and Wesson, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Doing too much, man. And then everything recorded. Man, I don't know what comes <laughs> I can't. I can't vouch for that. I don't know what comes on, bro. <laughs> but uh, Brother, you think it'd be cool to get a Nike sign on my? Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, Nike sign look good on the orange jumpsuit, man. Yeah, he was trying to get out of there, bro. Yeah. Like, bro, he really believed he was gonna get out, though. He really thought he was gonna beat them charges. He might, he must have had some, something to prove otherwise. But to me, it, either even if he didn't do it, it was proof that he was there on the scene. Yeah, right. He pulled up. He. The phones followed him all the way to where dude was at. They two phones was together. And he picked them up. They got him on camera. Yeah, they got him, him picking them up. They two phones together. The power lines picked up their phones where dude was last at when they left him. 
And then he get out the car with a gun. He drove to all these places. He get out with the gun on, on his own house camera. How do you not know? <laughs> <laughs> Your camera's picking you up doing all Anyway, man. What you got for the Super Bowl, bro? <sighs> now, I ain't too, like, I'm. Don't I'm, do it. Don't bet against it, bro. <laughs> I got to, man. Y'all be the. Now, I can say this. <laughs> It's gonna be, it's gonna be hard outscoring the Chiefs. Yeah. If, if, if their front seven can hold, can hold them down, can hold it down and keep them in the pocket, they got a pretty good chance of beating them. They're forty nine to seven, bro. They're lying. They put so much pressure on Aaron Rodgers, dude. Oh man, it was ridiculous, man. I remember my boy look. They, now they made him look human. Yeah. Cause you know he, you know he's a bad man out there. Yeah. I mean, he, he threw, threw two picks. I can't tell you the last time he threw two picks in yeah. the game. Yeah, he was on his tail, man. But yeah, I got, man. I got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs winning. I get my, I get my skull next week. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna get my skull. Well, you know who I'm going with. The Niners. Niner, Niner. Yeah, Niner man. Yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. Since I was young, I had the, the starter coat. With a little pouch in the front. That, yeah, that, <laughs> that made me a fan. Like, you know, every time you see the 49, I had to get your first coat. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's my squad, bro. So, shout out to them, man. You know, Niner Nation. I got to give respect with respect. Man. Yeah, you know. Gold-blooded, man, you know. We was on the board tail, man. Then my boy only got 77 yards. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. They got 200-something yards rushing then 77 yard pass. Still whoop they tear. Put up 27 points, man, by How? halftime. How? <laughs> Let me see what else we got on the docket. Let's talk about the Tyler Perry movie, man. I see a lot of people going crazy about the Tyler Perry movie. Man, man. what is wrong with Tyler Perry? Man, we. So I'm saying. <laughs> How do you be the guy with the big um, production studio, right? You got this. That, what? The, it's bigger than. Warner Brothers and all of them, they were saying? Yeah. How do you... <laughs> how do you have them tools in your hand and you create that masterpiece that he created? Man, he gotta have some white folks doing hair because no, it ain't no black folks doing hair like that. Man, man. he might be doing this. They say he do all the writing, so he might... Oh, no, he need to stop. Well, I'm gonna put it like this, man. You gotta respect that man game, bro. Like, it's been successful. He got a core audience that he feeds, like, this, his core audience ain't gonna go against him. Yeah, that's one thing. That's a that's a strong following he got. They made him a very very rich man. Very. And he put a lot of people on too now. Yeah. He put a lot of actors on. Put some unknown people in movies with well known people. Right. Like he got your Taraji P Henson's in there and put like whoever in the joint with him. He put Rudy in the movie, man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Put Rudy. In, he put Rudy on TV. Shallow bed. Uh, what else? Um. Jill Scott, she, he made a star, the little dude with the little afro that saved Jill Scott from the bald head black dude. Okay. Oh, damn, I can't think of nothing. But he was he was already, he, had, he was coming up because he, nah, had he, not, he had been in all her plays, man. A lot of folks recognize him from the play. I'm saying, though, man, he, he, he an actor now. He in movie movies now, TV shows and stuff. That ain't got nothing to do with him. Okay. What else? Man, Tyler Perry, he did his thing, man, but they say he do all his own writing. This was part that got me, like, I think it's time to switch the flow up. Yeah, yeah, because ain't no way you, 
And that, I don't think that's good for you, man, being there, writing all that stuff by yourself, too. I mean, it's always good to try to keep the creative process yourself, let nobody else control it, but you want to have some more minds in there, man. Kind of help you switch it up, because it seems like a lot of these movies is all the all same. All the same. It's, all the same. Um, good black man, bad black man. Light-skinned black man, say <laughs> <laughs> Light-skinned black man with a bad... Wig, oh, saving from dark skin black man, like it's it, it's like a lot of men bashing, and somebody said he made moves based off what he saw growing up and all that. He done did that a million times. Let's try to get off of that, yeah. bro. Let's let's create a new narrative, like yeah. some black excellence for men. And there's some it's some it's some horrible women out here too, man. Well, I I, I can't say all his moves be like that though, because in one he had when um. The black woman and the white woman went on the road trip together. Remember? I ain't see that one. I don't even know the name of that joint. It come on BET like all the time. Though. <laughs> 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 but anyway, the dude was trying to start a construction company, right? And um, Sanaa Lathan was his wife. Okay, I, okay. Yeah, okay, you okay. real don't talk about that. Yeah, she was cheating on him with um with the dude from Higher Learning, the okay. Nazi. Okay, you know I what I'm I remember that. So, yeah, he, he did good for a black man on that one. One time. Yeah. And the Nazi got, yeah, cheating on his wife, bro. Mm, mm, mm. It wasn't Remy. What, what was his name? Yeah, man. Shout out to Tyler Perry, man, them bad weeds, bro. <laughs> like, man, they go through a history of them bad weeds, the bro. Worst, I, I don't care. You can, you can debate me. You can add me, do whatever you want to do. But... That Shamar Moore, man, that, that cornrow <laughs> wig, man, that was horrible. No, he had an afro wig on one of the movies, bro. It was so terrible, bro. I think he used the same one he used in the Ninja Turtle movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they said the woman wig kept changing in the other movie, in the movie he just put out. That's horrible. Remember, I was just telling you, man, they had the, uh, they had the white guy, man. They act like they was pouring some of this cup. And he trying to jerk it. You can see straight through the cup. You can see his throat and his mouth moving, man. Brother had nothing in the glass. <laughs> bro, come on, man. Tyler Perry, bro. How you make? How you got this big studio? You misusing it, bro. You got to do better. What else, man? What else? Uh, the four wheels in the parade joint, bro. <coughs> People made a big deal out of it. I'm trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, man. Chime in. Let us know, man. Let us know what the situation was with the four wheels, man. See, what I had heard was, don't take my word for it, I'm with gossip. What I had heard was, <laughs> uh, somebody had got in trouble, like the day before the Martin Luther King parade or something, riding the four in the town. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, all right, we got something for you. We pull up to the parade trying to be in it out of nowhere. We don't want you in it. And then they started saying something about the helmets. I don't know. Does, ain't nobody trying to about it because I have no idea what happened with it. Like, I could really care less. But I'm trying to care. So, what, what do you think the main reason is that they just complaining like that? Because you, you don't see it too much. A lot of people a lot of people I know, man, they go out of the country and they ride the four-wheelers. And if they are riding them through the city, they ain't just riding, they ain't just being reckless on them. I don't know. Like, I think people want me to say, oh, it's a black thing, but I really don't think so this time. That's it might I, be, though. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking, it, too. It, it, it's got a a little funny taste to it, bro, but I don't think it is. I think it's more like, um, sit down to it. I don't think you fold with it. Like. But 
they also had a legit argument said they let people ride motorcycles in it. <laughs> and a dude on the motorcycle one time I was killed to rule people. Crashed that during the middle of the parade. That's crazy. So I don't know. Trying to see if somebody's gonna chime in, let us know what's going on, man. Man, uh, bad boys this weekend. They, they uh, broke. Somebody just said something. What they say? Uh, Kentra Clay said they cut up in folks' yard last year. Knew it was coming. Oh yeah, they they towed some people's yard over the four wheelers, dog. Yeah, that's what he. Yeah, that's what oh, he yeah. just said. They they can sit their tail down in. Oh yeah, so man, maybe they got a legitimate reason now. Yeah, that's what I was saying, bro. I believe it was something else too. I don't really believe it was a. A black thing, but it could be. Mm. I don't know. Well, that bad boy movie, though, um, it shouldn't be a number four. Uh, but I understand why they'll do it. They broke a box, I was reckoning, in one week. Like, the first week of this time of the year, what, it's like the second biggest January opening. Mm-hmm. With like $68 million or something in the weekend. A lot of money. But how much they, it cost to make that jump? There was a lot of explosions and shit. Mike, was Michael Bay behind this one? Nope. Uh, so it could. It be, might be part of the problem too. Yeah. It could. It because could I got a hot take. What's up? That's it. That's it. That is it. I didn't like the movie. It wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. What you didn't like about it? Martin and Wheels acting. <laughs> something wrong with Martin, bro. I believe he got sick or something. Where he might have had another nerve breakdown. I don't know what happened, but his acting was. Not Martinish at all. He ain't been the same. He ain't been the same for a while, man. He got, he kind of, he kind of fell back. You know, you used to see Martin out a lot more, doing a lot more, but he ain't just been doing as much. I don't know what Homeboy was doing, but it wasn't acting in that movie, bro. Like, I, I made it through it because I wanted, I wanted the movie to be so good, so I kind of enjoyed it by making myself enjoy okay. it. Because you're a bad boys fan already, yeah, but. If anybody could plainly see if they just open they um, non-fan eyes, just like a regular person seeing them for the first time, that acting was so apart. Nobody been not ever, ever, ever compared Denzel Washington to Will Smith again. <laughs> I done heard that argument too many times. It's dead. It's, Will Smith would never be Denzel. Denzel would have never did what he did in the movie. Bro. He better than Weston. Who? He better than Weston. Snipes. Will Smith. Wesley on um, Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> he probably ain't better Wesley Peacock. <laughs> so you know what, what would you put? What would you put? Is this the worst one out of all of? Yes. Okay. Which one is your favorite? One. I want too far. I want too far on one. It's a, it's a classic, but I think I had I watched one so many times before it even came out. Part two. Then I could recite one from beginning to end. So I believe it like automatically became my favorite. But two might be better. Yeah. I think, I like two because it got, it got more, it kind of put them, it, it showed off their more comedic, it showed their more comedic side. It was about everything they did was kind of like funny. But it wasn't too many serious moments in it. And one had a lot of serious moments in it because they wanted to break, break away from the whole First Prince Martin thing. And it was both. At the top of at the uh, top of the comedy yeah. game, so I think until they kind of brought it back to that, I believe that's what I liked about it. Though. It's like the same magic with like the first Friday. It was like they didn't try too hard to make it one way or the other. Okay. It was kind of like they just did it, and it turned out to be a, 
a serious movie, then it had like one real personality in there. Okay. Like an old girl fiddling around in the bed, she was like, "You springs in the bed?" He was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm Mike Lauer." You, know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Marvel being Martin in the jet, bro. Like, without forcing it, and okay. it, it seemed like this one, the part three, they forced a lot of stuff, man. Like, it was alright. Then the storyline looked cringy. I'm, that's what I'm gonna say about it. The movie ain't bad, but it's cringy. AF. Okay. It's cringy as a mug. I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna, I think it might be something I check out tomorrow, man. Go ahead but, and check it out. But support the brothers. You know what I'm saying? CJ, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to mess up your last name. CJ, Sanoj said, "Love the brand and love the blog, bro." You said what? Now? He said, "You love the brand and love the blog." Oh man, I appreciate it, bro. No doubt. Thank you. Yeah, just holler at me, man. You know I hook you up with something. But uh, what was I going with this? Oh, just mercy. I saw that too. Nah, that's, another, that's another one I'm about. I got to go to check out. It might be I might have a movie day tomorrow, man. Just go ahead and check them too. Man, out. you might as well, bro. Just make a day out of it. Just but on um, just mercy fire, bro. That was I'm talking about a dope movie. It give you a hint of like what we go through in the South, the the real South. Yeah, so what was it what was it uh what what was the story based on? It was based in Alabama, it was based on a true story of um forgot the inmate name already. They called him, his name was Willie D, though. Like, that's the name that, that people in Alabama knew him by. Where, um, it was almost kind of like, um, Curtis Flower's store. Okay. It, it was a shorter time frame with his store. But, um, it was a young girl in Alabama was killed in a store she worked in. Um, it was like the DA set him up, you know, hired witnesses and stuff to set him up and all that. Cause they, they said, like, a year prior to that, he was caught having a relationship with a white woman. Mm. So, you know, the the townspeople wanted his head, like the, the sheriff or something, wanted him to go down for Typical Southern story. Yeah, the Southern story, you know. So, it, it was almost just like the Curtis Flower story, bro. It happened in, like, 1988. You got to watch it. You got to watch the movie, though, because, bro, it was, it, was, it was parts of the movie that I almost cried, bro. Like, I'm telling you. Oh, man. Man, I, I was furious, sad, happy. It brought every emotion out of you, bro. Like real okay. talk. Okay, I might have to check it out. I don't think I'm, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna cry a little bit, you know. Bring uh, on, nigga, you gonna cry, bro? Okay. You can, you can admit it, bro. Golly, <laughs> bro. Niggas should be too hard, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, just mercy though, bro. That's the name of the movie. Um, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Jamie Foxx, they did their thing, bro. Somebody need to win an award out of that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's based on an attorney too. He from Delaware, a black dude from Delaware. That um he created a organization. He just fight for people on death row and that had cases that were mistrialed and didn't have representation. So like yeah, the innocence program. Yeah, something like that. Um, power. <laughs> they say this is a big rich town. Yeah, I just come from the poor with power. Yeah, man. Um, this was the best episode so far. this of this little. Timelines, the little yeah. timelines they doing. Yeah. It was the best one, bro. Um, I'm glad my boy Tommy got his um, yeah. his closure. Count some Christmas on your ass. Yeah, man. He um, I'm glad he he got he found his peace with Ghost before Ghost died in the arms. Like now, I didn't expect, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that plot twist where he went back and he put two and two together. It was like, oh man, Ghost didn't do this. Yeah, he, he did that about five times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like didn't even try to tell you the whole year, bro. Yeah. 
tell you the whole time. He didn't. He didn't say. He didn't tell on your daddy. He didn't. He didn't make you kill your daddy. He told me that at the docks when they met up. That when they had the little shootout. Yeah. He'd be like, man, what are you talking about? I just set you up. Yeah. And they, you know, he found out himself. But um, that's why you gotta just take your nigga worried for it sometimes. Mm. Take your homeboy worried for it, bro. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, on another note, <laughs> I got a hot take. What's that? I think they building up to Tyreek. Take over, not. man. I hope not. It ain't gonna be believable. I'll probably watch it though, cause I don't really watch a lot of TV. So when I do, you know, kind of invest in a show, I guess I gotta follow it out. But yeah. So who you think shot goes? You know, it was some leaks came out. Which one you think they gonna go with? Cause obviously they show both of them shooting his yeah. head. <laughs> I think they gonna go with Tasha. Yeah, I can see that, and I think she gonna. I think she eventually gonna go to jail. Tasha. Yeah. For the right. for the murder, I think she gonna stop. I think she gonna wind up standing like a dummy. I want to do the cameras show what happened. People ain't thought about the cameras. Been with the cameras is where freedom that time. Right. Uh, what had happened? Somebody went in his office and did something. It was something with the cameras one time though in the club. So one of the cameras were rolling. Well, yeah, I think she's gonna stay there and at the end crying like a dummy like this like she is. She ain't gonna be smart like when she killed Keisha. Man, no, she got out though, cause remember he told Tommy let somebody go. I don't know if he said let her go or let it go. When he was talking under his breath about the dash. You just died in my <laughs> arms tonight. Must have been something I said. Oh. Um yeah, man, you know, that was just a quick rundown of stuff, man. We're going to come back to y'all in just a minute, bro. Yeah, we got a special guest coming through, man. Y'all going to love it. Yeah, stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. You just died in my arms tonight. It must have been something I should. Yeah, here, here, share. Yes, sir. Right on cue. There it is. Yeah, man, look. Mess of my podcast, man. We live again. We, back, we got we a back. special guest in the house, man. Bad like he never left. Mr. Charles Latham, man. Yes, sir. Everybody give him a hand, man. Yes, right on. Thank y'all. Thank, Thank y'all for having me back. Right on. Oh, I got my applause queued up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel enough. Yeah. I feel enough. Yes, sir. Now, look, man. You got, um, you got a lot going on now. You know, you got a little heavy schedule going on. First, I want to um, I want to thank you for helping me out with my kids getting to the Follow Your Heart program. They enjoyed the first lesson already. Right on. So they 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 looking forward to going back Saturday. They they gonna be strumming them good time. They gonna be able to do the granddad, I guess. Well, and and that's good. I'm glad you know yes, I, I you know Jalen's one of our mentees. Yes, sir. And so I want to reach out and help every, all these young kids in every way I can. Yeah. Before we start the show, you want to uh, you want to um, show your respects to somebody too. Uh, Somebody special to Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I want to really give my respects to uh, one of my schoolmates, Joanne Wright Edmonds. Joanne and I went back to Greater Power Chapel together way back. Uh, well, it wasn't Greater Power Chapel then. It was Power Chapel down on Gerard Street. And we were kids together. Her father was my first principal. Her mother was my third grade teacher. And Joanne and I were friends. And uh, I want to go ahead and uh, pay my respects to her, her, her kids and her family, and um, 
tell you how sorry I am of her passing. We be praying for your family too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, what 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 you got going on lately, man? Um, I know you you running again. Oh yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely, I talk about it. Did you qualify? Because <laughs> hey, uh, I be hearing this been a big um. Uh, I qualified. Okay, I, I, yes, there, there was no issue. They didn't call me back. Ask me, do I live over there? Yeah. They know it. It's, it's uh, been I, a pretty I, big I, thing I, lately around here. It's a big thing, but you know, this ain't my first rodeo. As I, I say, you know, did. this is my. My third time around, and I first off, I want to thank uh, all the people who supported me, man. I'm telling you, uh, I couldn't have been where I am without the support of the community. Um, as you know, I ran in 2012, uh, the very first time. Uh, I think the number was under 300 votes that I lost by, and then, of course, I had to go back. You know, I was undeterred, ran again in 2016, and that time I, I lost by nine votes. And uh, I really thought about, you know, hey, man, you know, it takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. It's a lot of stress and everything when you're running for these campaigns. But then I thought about it. You know, I thought about 2,000 people in this community voted for me. Mm -hmm. 2,000 people voted for me, you know. And I feel like if I, if I didn't run again, not only would I be letting myself down, you know, I'd be letting all those people down who voted for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking about. You know, so uh, there was a song that come out, you know. Uh, I, it's my anthem now, and it's He's Able. Oh, okay. The song is He's Able. Yes, and then part of the song says, don't give up on God, because he won't give up on you. And so right. not only would I have been giving up on myself, the 2,000 people that voted for me, but, man, I honestly believe that, you know, God sent me through a lot of things in life. And somebody he has to build up for this very moment in time. There's a change in the wind out here. There's a change in the air, and people's hearts and minds are changing. So I'm going to run, and I'm going to run, and then I'm going to run and run again. Yes, sir. You know, because this is what I believe in, and I, I already know that I can do some things for the community if I'm allowed the opportunity to do it. So I thank everybody who supported me. I pray for you that you support us again. I say us because I'm not doing this just for me. I'm doing this for the community. I stand on the backs. We just celebrated Dr. King's yes, uh, birthday. And when I look and think about how uh, at the age of 12, I was able to meet him, shake his hand down there at Bellflower Church, march to integrate the schools. I think about all my classmates and everything who got beat up and everything. You know, I ain't trying to get all negative, but it's, this is history, man. This happened. It happened. And so for me to go off and, and have the life that I had, have a, a successful professional career and a successful personal career to be able to enable me to come back to Grenada and not have to work, but to dedicate my time and my money to the community helping other people. And so I feel that if I'm given the opportunity in an elected position, because if I'm doing all these things as a volunteer uh, effort and I'm not even elected, God bless me to do all these things. Imagine what he can do. If I'm in a position as mayor of this town, as mayor of this town, and go out and work on the behalf of folks in this community. I'm not talking about just coming to a meeting once or twice a month. I'm talking about opening an office up there, clear out a spot. I'm the mayor. I need to be there. I need to be available to the people. I need to hear what people's concerns and complaints are. Mm -hmm. I need to know what y'all want me to do. I mean, I might have some things that I want to do, and there are some things that I know that I can do. But I need to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I need to talk to young folks your age 
I need to talk to senior citizens. I need to talk to other stakeholders in the community to find out what y'all want me to do. And I ain't going to promise these things that I can do everything, but you don't know what you can do unless you try. Yeah, you got a comment now, so we got a comment from Ellen Harris. Uh, she said, keep your faith. You're going to make, you're going to make it this time. Hey, Ellen. Only the strong survive. Only, Ellen, right on. And I got to tell you, Ellen, I thank you, Ellen, for your encouraging words. You tell me every day you encourage me. You tell me to keep shining. And I'm going to tell you, I um, was at the, uh, uh, the breakfast, uh, Martin Luther King breakfast this past uh, uh, this past Friday night, and, and Apostle Harrington was speaking there, Ellen, and I know you're going to appreciate this. He talked about how Peter and the disciples were on the Sea of Galilee. He talked about how they were on the Sea of Galilee and how they looked across the water and they saw Jesus come walking across the water to them. And and Peter looked up and said, you know, Father, that's you. He go, yeah. So Peter actually got out of the boat. And actually walked on water. And then when you think about this, I hadn't even thought about this until uh, Apostle Harrington said this, but Peter is the only man other than Jesus who's ever walked on water. Mm. Think about that. Because he had the faith. He had his eyes on Jesus. But then it was storming that night. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of wind. It was a lot of rain. There was a lot of lightning. Peter did just like most of us do. He looked around, looked around. took his eyes off Jesus. He started to sink right away. But see, he didn't wait till he got up to his waist. Look right back he, didn't, he didn't wait till he got up to his neck. He said, oh, Lord, help me. And Jesus took his hand. He put him up. Put him back in the boat. The point of it is, like Ellen tell me to keep shining, keep focused. Keep my eyes on what Jesus has set me up to do, what God has placed me to do. I believe in God now. And he done positioned me. And I don't listen to the noise. I don't listen to the wind. I'm hearing all kind of stuff out there. You know, people going to talk negative yeah, about you. Know, you. Have to tune it out. And I know from scripture and I know from what people are telling me, keep your eyes and Ellen can encourage me. And Ellen, I want to thank you. See, God put you in my life for you to encourage me. Every day she tells me to keep shining. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I keep of, shining. You're getting a lot of support, man. Pat Hill said, you got this, Charles. Everybody, you got it. Okay. I think you're going to get it this time, man. You was only nine votes away, man. So. Yeah. You right, you right at the finish line, man. Well, the thing I have to remember is this, you know, uh, my good friend Rolando Fair, Rolando Fair, Michelle Reddick, and I were part of the 2012-2013 leadership class from the from the Chamber of Commerce. Right. All right. Michelle is is a circuit clerk. Rolando is the chef. Hey, man. <laughs> hey man, you know, because Rolando told me, he says, Charles, humble yourself and lay low. Well, that's kind of tough for me because everybody know me. No, I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to speak my mind. I'm still going to speak my mind, but I'm going to ignore the wind. Right. I'm going to ignore the lightning. I'm going to stay focused on what I need to stay focused on. See, God gave me this spirit that I have for a reason. He gave me a fighting spirit. For a reason, because sometimes you need to fight for stuff. Yeah, I was reading uh, 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 Dr. King's letter from Birmingham the other day. Ain't no oppressor that's going to voluntarily give up oppressing you. Right. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to voluntarily give up right. power. Yeah, you're not gonna you got to power. take it. Right. Look at me. I'm getting excited now. Getting excited. 
<laughs> it's just my spirit. It don't mean that I'm not humble. Yes, sir. And it doesn't mean that I'm not appreciative, but this is the spirit in me. And I be, I'm a passionate guy. You know, yeah, and you're going to know me the way I feel. You're going to know what I feel because it's going to be, I'm going to wear my feelings on my sleeve. So uh, that's just the way I am. And I, and I hope you guys can accept me like that. I'm not arrogant. I just know who I am. And and well, I'm not only that, not only that, I know who I am. I mean, I'm talking about when I know who I am. I'm talking about I know my history back here in Grenada all the way back to 1836, mm-hmm. right here in Grenada County. I got pictures of my great-great-grandparents who were slaves down there in Dubai. So when you know who you are, that's one thing. But I also know whose I am. See, God has guided me in my life. He has guided me through some tough and very difficult times, times that I thought I'd never make it out of. And when I had an opportunity to reflect back on my life, because sometimes you get old, you have to look back. You you know, you get cancer and stuff, and you go through hard times in life, you know, and then you think, oh, I was lucky. You know, I did this. I was a bad dude. And then one time I had an opportunity in 2007 when I was looking at my uncle, my youngest uncle, in the casket in Chicago had been murdered on the streets. I stood and looked at that casket for a long, long time. When I got back to Grenada, I actually went out four o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, and I looked around, I seen my mother's house up there, and I looked around, I seen my grandmother's house. And then I asked God, why'd you save me? I asked the question, I was, cause I was confused, cause this was happening to me, I didn't know something was happening to me. Something was happening that I didn't understand. And I promise you, man, I can hear his voice just as clear as I can hear myself speaking right now so you can help save others. And since that very moment, since that very hour, I went in the house, I'm going to tell you the truth. I fell down the floor, started crying like a baby. Crying like a baby, uncontrollably. But that's when I realized, so you can help save others. Ever since then, I have been mentoring young men who have troubles in their lives because you know, and, and when they got troubles in their life. That is what I'm supposed to do. He saved me from all those things that I went through just so I could help save other folks. And by me doing simply, by me simply doing that, telling my story, mentoring other young men, it led to people asking me to be on various boards, mm-hmm. various committees. Mm-hmm. And then as a result of being those various committees, I started learning different stuff about different things. For example, I was chairman of the board of Central Mississippi Incorporated. I was on that board for, for eight years. And so being on that board, I established a relationship with Benny Thompson. I was able to go back there and seek funds for Benny Thompson. I've been to his office several times. I actually been to Thad Cochran's office, mm. you know, and had to deal with a Republican, yeah. you know, who didn't like us. Didn't like- <laughs> he didn't like us. But see, I reminded him when he didn't want to get no money for his stuff. I went back there and I was bold enough to remind him that when that other guy, Chris McDaniels, ran against him, it was the black community that got him reelected. Mm. And when I went there and pointed that out, I had the courage to stand up in front of him. And I said to him, sir, I want to tell you, I'm here representing all those people who helped vote you in the office over that Chris McDaniels guy. He changed his mind. He signed a letter of support, supporting the Central Mississippi Incorporated. So sometimes you have to go across the aisle and talk to people. You gotta have that bold, that bold spirit to do it. So I've had experience in those areas. Right. So when it comes now, imagine this. Now I don't know who's gonna win. Of course, I don't know who's gonna win the presidential election. I don't even know who's gonna win the mayoral election. I pray that I win. But should I win? You're gonna have the mayor of Grenada. 
working with Trina George, who used to work for uh, 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 Benny, Benny Thompson. Thompson. You're going to have Benny Thompson's office itself that I have access to. And if Biden wins, you're going to have Trey Baker up in there. You got direct contact with the president. With the president's office. And if people in Grenada say they need this, they need that, I'm going to go there and try to get it. See, I, would, I, I read something, um, somebody put on Facebook the other day where they were complaining about something that happened in Grenada. And they, they went on to say, this is why we don't vote. But I was thinking that, like, this is why you should vote to get representation in, in places where you need it. It's unfortunate that many of our young people really don't see the value in voting. And you know what? I really understand that. Because some of the people they've been voting for really haven't done anything for them. That's mm. true. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. telling you, I, I see that. The people they've been... I'm, I'm just yeah, trying to tell you. I know that might hurt. That might hurt somebody, but I'm gonna tell you the truth, man. Talk, I'm telling you the truth. They, we've been voting for people, particularly I say the Democratic Party, but I don't, let's just stay localist. Well, I don't want to get in nobody's thing. You know, people do what they do, but people do. A man gonna do what is in his heart mm. to do. If it ain't in your heart to do, you just simply ain't gonna do it. Mm. You gonna do what you've been doing. That's right. But if in your heart to help people, if it's in your heart to help people, God gonna make a way. For you to help people, whether you elected or not. Right. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm just I don't want to talk about nobody else. I want to talk about what if given the opportunity. And quite frankly, <laughs> just because I didn't get elected them last two times, didn't stop me from working in the community. Right. Right. <laughs> it didn't stop me. So, I kept on doing what I'm doing. I'm gonna keep on doing what so I'm doing. For people that got the question of like when you had to vote or court businesses or whatever, will you be able to vote um fairly? Would you how, and how would you court businesses and and things to come in town? Would you would you will you be active in it? Okay, that's good. Let me tell you, I saw Matthew Harrison at the breakfast the other day, mm -hmm. and this is what I told Matthew, and this is what I believe here. Grenada is small. I mean, even in the county, we got less than twenty five thousand yeah, people. Yeah, it's like twenty one thousand. Yeah, twenty one thousand people. You know, so I've always been sort of befuddled by the fact that you know uh, the city trying to do something, which is good. The county trying to do something which is good. The chamber trying to do something, which is good. EDD trying to do something, which is good. But well, why don't they all learn to work together? Yeah, man. Why don't they all learn to work together? That's something and, a lot and, of people don't do. Yeah, but, but that's what they need to do. See, see, one of the things that I told Matthew, I said, Matthew, if I'm elected, you can look to see me, man. He said, why? I said, because I'm going to want to be on the team. If you tell me we need something for our kids to do here, for example, Dave and the Busters or something like mm. that. Man, I ain't scared to go to the corporate office and of Dave and Buster and ask them what it take to bring a Dave and Buster to Grenada and then come back to the council with that and say, hey, Dave and Buster interested in coming here. I'm going to ask Dave and Buster, what do you need? What do you need to come to Grenada? How, how can we get you here? What do you need? And if they tell us what we need, well, I bring it to the council. I'm only one vote on that, even when it's when it when it, when it, I'm only going to vote independent. Yeah, but if I bring the idea to them, and we got the proposal to them, the council gonna go along with it. How can they deny if the community, the people in the community, say we want a David Buster's here? Charles Latham to win and work with other folks to get a David Buster ready to come here. Right. And then I, I'm the one, even though I only vote in the been of a tie, I'm the one with the gavel. Right. I'm the one setting the agenda. I'm the one saying what's going to happen to the agenda. And I ain't going to be afraid to say, when I'm meeting up there at the meeting, look in the eye and say, good people of Grenada, 
we went out and got a Dave and Buses here. They need this piece of land that we got sitting over there and ain't doing nothing. We ain't getting no taxes on it. It's just sitting there. And all they want is that from us. And they may want some incentives and such. And they're going to bring so many jobs here. And it's going to get our kids off the street. It's going to provide entertainment to them. I guarantee you if I said something like that, ain't a councilman up there. They shouldn't disagree. They should. We, they ain't. Hey, they, we, they, they're not. They're we, thinking about we, their political life. We ain't going to say with nobody will or won't. Well, I'm going to tell you right <laughs> now. But see, but tell you. listen, they ain't been challenged. <laughs> they shouldn't. That's all I can say. About they that. should, but I'm going to tell you, a reasonable person, right? a reasonable person, think about it. And I ain't trying to lay nobody out or make nobody look bad. Because before I do this, you know I'm going to talk to the other councilmen about what I do. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to be rogue out there on them, trying to surprise them, throw some stuff up gonna on talk, them. You're going to talk to all of them. We're going to be the talk before I even win. Before I even bring it up to everybody else. There's, there's, there's one, I'm going to have it both. I'm, I'm going to I'm talk to one through seven. All I need is four of them, though. Yeah. But, it, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to talk to all of them. Yeah. I'm going to talk to all of them because it ain't going to be just for four. We, it's going to be for we, seven. We, we want seven. seven every time. Though. We want seven every time. And I think a reasonable person, a reasonable person is not going to want to deny activities for our children. Right. A reasonable person is not going to die, want to deny uh, affordable homes for folks. Right. A reasonable person is not going to, I'm not going to try to do anything uh, uh, out, you know, grandiose, make myself look good. I'm not about me. It, keep in mind what I said. When I go off and try to do something, it ain't going to be something that Charles Lathan thought of. I'm going to be able to talk to stakeholders, people in the community, like you guys. It's going to be what you want. Right. So when I'm going for something that you want, I'm going to fight for it. And um, I think, you know, as, as mayor, we, we need somebody that's going to go get, like, STEM, STEM uh, programs and stuff for the city, like, and somebody to boost the Boys and Girls Club, like, stuff oh, yeah. like that. Let me, yeah. tell you, let, me tell, let me tell you this on that. Hey, before you get started, I got two comments I want to Go read ahead. real quick, man. You got a lot, like I said, you've been having a lot of support, man. You got a lot of support out here. Um, you were speaking about knowing who you were. Teresa Moss said, "If you know, if you know who you are, then there's nothing else left for you to say." And Charles Inger said, "We we need to believe in our strong black leaders. Keep up the good work." Thanks, Charles, and thanks, Teresa. I appreciate that. I really do appreciate it. And by the way. When I went down checking out my history, it turns out that me and Teresa related. <laughs> when you get to find out who you are, right? Turns out, turns out that we're related. That, so, that's some warrior blood too. You got some, got some warrior well, blood. We got warrior blood. Yeah. You know, we got warrior blood. And and and, and, and <laughs> I maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna say this. I was on the Historic Preservation Commission, as I said, for right. ten years. Yeah, I want to ask you about that. I was on the Historic Preservation Commission for ten years, and what people don't know is this. In 1936, remember Grenada came to be in 1836. Mm -hmm. So in 1936, the Work Progress Authority uh, paid for a study to be done on Grenada, on how Grenada had pro progressed for the 100 the years, 100 years. the 100 years. And believe this or not, I wish I had bought this book with me. I bring it with the share with them time. They got a section in there on the Negro. Mm. Okay. They got a section in there on the Negro. Get this. Do you know that they bought specific type of slaves here to Grenada? Some that wouldn't fight. Some that wouldn't fight back because they didn't want the Mandingo type here and all. Oh, it's going to be, you know, the Kunta Ken. <laughs> they didn't want them here. I'm trying to tell you. They deliberately bought the type of passive 
slaves here from parts of Africa who wouldn't fight back, who would just give in and stuff. All right? So most of the people who live here don't even understand why they are passive and they act like they act. I'm not talking about nobody, but that's a fact. And I can show you that in writing, that they deliberately bought uh, a, a certain type of uh, uh, slave here. And so there are some like Teresa. There's a many of them like me. There's some like your daddy Stanley and you and you guy. We were, we were probably some of them, they didn't want him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're here anyway. Some of that Choctaw still around. Some too, of that Choctaw though. stuff yeah, too. They, yeah, yeah, my, my folks out from, in here too. Yeah, they stole from the Choctaw. <laughs> yeah, right? that we, that my grandmother, we, that's why we got these high cheekbones. Yeah. You know, we, we part in here too. Right. And I know y'all are too. So when they started, when we started mixing up with them, we were no longer the group they bought over him. Right. We turned out to be something they, they didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but they have to deal with us just like they have to deal with everybody else. So that's about knowing who you are. And when you do know who you are, like Teresa said, you really don't have to explain to people. You just do what you do. All right, Mr. Latham, uh, I got a question. Really, what, what we call what we call our fans, man? What we call the Master Maniac. Master Maniac. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. Uh, we got a uh, from a uh, frequent commenter, man, Charles Ingram, man. He uh, he actually said, "What does it take to uh, have a debate with a man?" Oh God, I would love that. I would debate him anywhere, anytime, and any place. And I don't think he wants to debate me. The last time they put him before a friendly group, you know, out there at the Rotary Club and the camp. Oh, he, I didn't know they even did that. Well, they, they didn't have no debate. They just had a boat out there, and uh, and it wasn't really a debate. It was so, kind of like a meet and greet, maybe? Well, it was sort of like a meet and greet, but, you know, uh, how many members, you know, how many, you, you got to look up at the makeup of that group, you know. So I'm out there, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be cool and stuff. But I'd like to meet him anywhere. As a matter of fact, I wish y'all could sit. I wish I, I wish he was sitting next to me right now. Because oh, yeah. I got some. Said, yeah, I, Mayor. Hey, Mayor Collins, if you're looking. Man, you know I wish you was him. I got a whole bunch of questions to ask you. And I'd like to see you answer those questions. No, no, I'll be asking the questions. <laughs> well, I, well you, you don't, it don't matter. It don't matter. I want to hear you answer some of his questions then. Yeah. And I'll be ready to answer any question. Because this is the thing that folks have to understand. This is one key difference in me and the mayor, other than some obvious difference. But one key difference is this. Everything he's done, and people talk about it, he's been paid for to do it. Mm -hmm. He was paid to do it in school when he was teaching. He was paid to be y'all teacher, who all y'all love him as being your teacher. I volunteer my time to help those same kids. I donate my money out of my pocket, thousands of dollars over the years, to help our kids. I do that. Uh, as on a voluntary basis, how much I'm ready to even set up a scholarship fund out of the mayor's salary when I get it. I want to give away uh, $2,000 a year. I want to give away $1,000 to a boy, young man, and $1,000 to a young girl. In addition to the money I'm already giving to the hundred black men and raising for the hundred black men to help our kids. So that's what I'm committing myself to do because I'm about it. I'm not in it for the money. I haven't been paid in 15 years or 16 years the work I've been doing. Like I said, I volunteer my time. That's a key difference. A person going to do what the heart lead them to do. Somebody, some of them in it for the money, some of them in it just because they love to do what they do, man. Well, I ain't, getting, I ain't been paid, so obviously I love doing what I'm doing. Yes, but see, this is what people don't understand. What, and I think it's important. He, um, he getting donations for the cross? Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Hey, but see, I asked. Since you brought that up, I, somebody, somebody, Teresa, she just brought it up. She said they bring it across. 
on the intersection of uh, 55, and we can't even have uh, prayer in school. What's up with that? Okay, now check this out. This is my thought on that. Well, first off, I, I'm not opposed to a cross. They want a cross? Put a cross out there. Yeah. I, look, our church donated to that cross. Yeah. But this is what I said. I saw uh, one, of the, one of the preachers out there who's happy about it. He, he's spearheading that cross. I happened to run into him in a, in a store not too long ago when I was, I don't tell you what store, but I happened to run into him. He was all happy to tell this other person, oh, God, we got that money for that cross. And the other person asking, said, is it going to have the ring of thorns around it too, like the one in Bethel? Oh, he said, oh, no. He said, we need another $150,000 for that. And I said, sir, he's a preacher too. And I said, sir, you got the cross. You got the symbolism. Don't you think that extra $150,000 would be better served on a homeless shelter. It's one thing to have a cross on the highway, but it's another thing to have a cross in your heart. Right. You don't want to look like that. That ain't nothing but uh, 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 what is it? Super uh, substance. I mean, uh, symbolism over right. substance. Right. Okay. It's symbolism over substance. It symbolizes that we got something going, but when you dig down into the substance of this community, do we have a heart in the community? It's only and not in you. Yeah. Point. So you need to take that hundred fifty thousand dollars extra. Forget the thorns on it. I say forget the whole cross thing. Well, you, you know, well they they done did it, so yeah. it's gonna happen. It's a done deal. But so let's it, work on a homeless shelter. Okay. So what kind of revenue is it gonna? You think it'll bring some revenue to the city? No. I don't. Is it going to cost more to keep it going? That, but private fund, they say, are doing it. So if people do what they want with the money, you know. Okay, yeah. Is they yeah. money? They can if do they want. money, as long as they have taxpayer money, they can do what they want. I ain't going to tell nobody to do what they do what they want with the money. I just think it's yeah. better serve someone. It would be better served, man. Like I say, if we had a homeless shelter. Tonight it's cold in the mud. Yeah. It's sure. somebody, it's right somebody. now, it's somebody out there right now in this town freezing to death. I, I know somebody personally that's wandering the streets. And like, right now. Hey. Right now. Now, you talking about extra, the thorns, build a homeless shelter for them people. You know, help the people who've been in jail, the prison who are getting out to keep them from going back in there. Help them, give them a, a way, because a way to a new life. Grenada got a pretty big problem with um people that's offenders like. Um, Ex-offenders. Yeah. Recidivism. Yeah. People that they go back right after they get out. And, um, Why do they go back? They go back because there's nothing here to prevent them from going back. They they get out there and they get they fall right back into the same crowd. They they can't help themselves but fall. Until like the McDonald's don't equal up to their ice money. Oh, I know yeah. it don't. It, it don't. <laughs> McDonald's, it don't. McDonald's ain't gonna get you there. Ain't gonna get you there. And people gonna listen. People gonna do what they have to do to live. Right. People gonna do what they have to do to live. What we have to do is give them something positive right. and legal to do. See, give them something positive and legal to do. If a person has to do X, Y, Z to feed his children, X, Y, Z to put a hot roof over his head, survival of the fittest. You gonna do X, Y, Z to do that? I don't care what somebody else says. It's human nature for survival. It's right. human nature to survive. So what we need to do is give them something to look forward to. Help the people. Don't just look like we help them. You drive down the highway, you see the cross. Oh, Grenada must be doing all this. Be doing something for people. You, you see the big crowd that you pull in town, be like, okay, what is it? Yeah, do, be doing some real stuff for people. You, That's what I say. You must be over here reading the comments or something. Man, hey, you, I, you, got, yeah, I got ESPN. ESPN. Uh, <laughs> Teresa, Teresa she, she's still speaking on the cross, and she was saying that she said a cross 
with uh, community and she capitalized, she put the unity. Under community. And, and, and she, she capitalized the unity at the end of that, divided. A homeless shelter would be a great idea. Well, well, it would be great. We need a second chance program also. Oh, listen, I like that second. Teresa, you might recall back in uh, 2008, I, I had bought a house over on Levy Street. Mm-hmm. And there were some folks who were talking about you know, they wanted me to let them have the house to refurbish it. And we actually had some community effort. We had some folks because it was a it was like almost like an abandoned house. It had eight bedrooms to it. It was an old big mansion right there on Levy Street. And so uh I saw these blue tarps out in the yard. I seen where it looked like people had been underneath the house. Mm, mm, mm. And I seen where, you know, the doors were getting broken, the windows were getting broken. People were breaking in there, sleeping in there. So we decided that we was going to try to redo the house up and have a place just like what she's talking about. Have it so that when ex-offenders come out, you know, we had you had eight bedrooms. So, you know, you could have had, you know, you could have set it up where you could have had, you know, 16, 16 to 20 people, depending on how you set it up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could have been helping those people. And then you got to provide some, 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 some funding for them. You gotta have a place for them to feel safe They're at safe. when they they gotta have be a place to be safe and be fed and taken care of and then they need to be spiritually fed too because mm-hmm. somebody need to be trying to help them change the whole attitude they had. Take them to the cross. Take them to the take them to the cross. There you go. Hey. Take them to the cross at that place so that hey. then that way. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's on. Take them. Listen. Take them to the cross in their heart. Yes, sir. Take them to the cross in their heart. Crossing the heart that I was talking about. And then they'll change. They'll want to change. But if you don't help them, you can't blame them for going, hey, they'll go home for again. Man, boy, I'm hungry, man. Oh, man, I know how to help you. And then bam, bam, bam. There you go. There they go. They right back to where they Then they end up back off. And this is just a vicious cycle. Then they down there in parchment. And then we know what we're doing. I ain't got to talk about what we're doing down there. Right. So we need to, in Grenada, I think, we need to, Focus on being the type of community that we say we are. Right. The city that smiles. The city. How are people going to smile when it's cold at night? <laughs> I mean, how are they going to smile? I'm serious. How are they, how they going to smile when they're cold? How are they going to smile when they're hungry? How are they going to, listen, not only that. How are they going to smile when they got to work three or four jobs? No, just to keep a head over their head. Man. Keep a roof over their head. Man, you preaching. I'm just trying to say how they going to smile. Ain't no smiling in there. See? How they gonna even smile if they got a job where they got to work twelve hours a day on the damn job and it's in the summertime they got won't even put fans on them up and I heard about that oh, at yeah. some of these places. Oh yeah. How they gonna smile? How they gonna smile if they got an Uncle Tom boss who's happy to be the straw boss and he gonna be the one that whoop them down and run them off the job? They can't be men or women. How they gonna smile when they go over to Valley State or other areas and get college degrees and won't be allowed a job up in the top office? They got to go work on the line. How they gonna smile? That's what we need to focus on. Putting people in places and positions, giving them an opportunity to do the job. And that's why Mississippi has a, a brain drain. Oh man, see, it. see, here I go getting excited again. Yeah. And don't a, don't y'all take this as I'm, an angry black I'm a real, man. I'm gonna read you back. Yeah. Don't don't, don't don't take man because I'm passionate about what I say. Really. Am. And I'm passionate about what I believe in. This is just you making points. Yeah, I'm just and, telling and you. And everybody, don't take the cross coming here. I. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't agree with the crowd. He said he was cool with it. I'm cool so, with the crowd. Hey. Our church gave money to the crowd. Now, you put that on the record. Greater Power Chapel collected money, and some of my money, too. And they put on the cross. I'm not opposed to the cross. Quote the journalist on this one. Yeah, Teresa Moss said, that's right, Reggie. And, and see if they uh, see if they're true to what they show on 55 when she's speaking on the crowd. Right, right. Right, right on, T. What on? Right on. Yeah, that Mississippi got a brain drain. You spoke in there right then. You was like, um, they go off to college and they come back to Grenada to subpar jobs and jobs that won't allow them to move up the ladder. And I think that's a that's a major problem in the city. That's why you don't have many of our graduates staying here. And the ones that stay here and they try to do stuff, they quickly learn that it's almost impossible because people can't afford their services probably. And nobody appreciate their brain here. So they, they go with like minds. Up. We're losing 13% of our young folks right. every year. That's a lot. You think about it. We're losing 13% of that's our... A, that's a chunk of people. That's a chunk of people leaving. That's like 130 a year. You think about it. Right. That's like 130 a year just leaving. I had to leave him. I, I, I hate to think about it if I'd have stayed here. I thank God I had to leave him. Right. And go off and do what I did. But I was able to retire at 51 and come back and try to give back to the community. But... We need something to keep our young folks here. And, and it saddens me that we have so many people. They, I mean, they tell us to go get an education. They say, go get an education and better yourself. Then we go get an education. Person come back with a college degree, go out to a company, look for a job. They got a degree in management, but they on the line, managing the line. How about, how about giving them a shot up in the office? See, that's one thing I did uh, when I worked in San Diego. I was a, a special emphasis program uh, manager, the Black Employment Program Manager, later changed to the African American uh, Program Manager. And what my job consisted of, and it was a, a collateral duty job. It wasn't my main job because I was a, a supervisor quality assurance specialist. But what I did as a collateral duty is uh, as that special emphasis program coordinator, I conducted, I, my job was to conduct uh, statistical analysis of the workforce mm. to make sure that there was, number one, no, no manifest imbalance, or conspicuous absence of African-Americans on the job. An example would be, in San Diego, African-Americans made up 4.6% of, of the work population in San, Diego. in San Diego. So our organization had to be comprised of at least 4.6% African-Americans in the organization. Right. Equal. So... Well, it had to be rep the, the job had to represent the community. Mm -hmm. So we need to do an analysis on the community and if we got 54% of whatever it is, African American in the community, well, imagine what it should look like on these jobs around here. You know, ain't you know what I'm saying? That's what it should look like. And then the other thing, part of that was a conspicuous absence. Conspicuous absence is like you walk into a department and ain't nothing but blue people in there. Mm -hmm. See? That's a conspicuous absence to everybody else. Mm -hmm. So that needs to change. You can't just... Walk up in the top of Levada and in top management, look around and see nothing but white people. I'm just going to say it. You know, there's something wrong with that picture. There's something wrong with that picture. So the company needs to understand the part they play in the community as well. So uh, that's what I did. And so I believe in that. I believe that we should have fair representation in these companies around here. You shouldn't put all these young people who go spend... Uh, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars in student debt and student loan and bring them back here. 
and say you got to work in a factory to pay that debt off, they'll die paying that debt off. That's true. That's true. All right, I got uh, two comments, man. Hell, woman to call them Charles, man. Charlie Ingram said, man, we need <laughs> we need to establish more black businesses in the community to wake up the city. And he said they're moving the goalposts whenever we try to score a touchdown. Charlie, let me tell you, you. By the way, Charlie kind to my folk too. Some Ingrams, uh, he's kind to some of my the folks out there too. So I got some Ingrams. James Ingram too. That family plan. I don't know. Charlie, there used to be a time in Grenada when there was a lot of black businesses. I remember where everything we did in our community. Down on Union Street, we had Watson Grocery down there. We had grocery stores all up and down Union Street. We had our own theater. We had a lot of black businesses. But when they opened up uh, 51 down through there, mm -hmm. a lot of the black businesses were closed. They didn't reopen. Mm -hmm. A lot of them didn't reopen. And what they did was they started expanding the city out going out uh, Highway uh, 8 out there mm -hmm. and somewhere else, and not a lot of black businesses there. Right now, we do have a lot of entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs in Grenada, but no storefronts. But we, no storefronts. Yeah. See, because if you want a storefront, you got to go rent from somebody else who own it. Right. You know, you got to go rent from somebody else who own it. And then when you start being successful, your rent might go up oh, yeah. and take you out of business. You see, so we need to we need to be more supportive of the black businesses that we do have. Yes, sir. I put a post on the other day, and one of the things I'm most proud about in Grenada is the number of young black entrepreneurs here in Grenada. There are a lot of young black entrepreneurs here in Grenada, but we don't support our own. I had someone ask me the other day. I I I, I got uh, Willie Wright, who does all my roofing work on my my apartment. Mm -hmm. I got. Um, uh, Richard Brown, who does all my electric work. Now, I'm not opposed to getting, you know, other people to do work for me. But the first person I'm going to look at to do any work for me is somebody who look like me. You know, uh, and I hold their feet to the fire, too. Now, because one thing that we are quick to say about each other, because we said it's just to put each other down in my mind. He ain't going to be on time. Mm -hmm. He ain't gonna do a good job. I had one on before and he didn't do a good job. Well, how about the other guy? Sometimes you hire them, they don't do a good job. Right. You don't hear nothing about them. You don't hear nothing about them. You ain't got nerves set up them. You let them go on and screw you over and be gone. But when a brother comes along or a sister do something for you, you got something negative to say about them. Tell that brother or sister how they can improve their business. Don't just go talk about them behind the back and try to undercut them. Help that brother and sister get better at their job. When they don't care, you're black or white. If you're doing a job for me and you're not doing it to my satisfaction, I tell everybody who do work for me, I say, I'm going to let you know something up front. I'm a quality assurance specialist by trade. I'm going to look for the quality in oh, your yeah. job. Yeah. I'm just telling you, I don't, care, I don't care who it is. I'm going to look for the quality in your job. Now, I'm not just going to say you didn't do this or that. I'm going to say, man, look, you know, I kind of wanted it this way. And I'm sorry if we didn't get that communication. But I need for you to, can you get it the way I want it? And every single time, they've gotten it the way I want it. And so when I need that service again, I go back to those people. The people I, I go to J.C. White for my automotive needs on my truck. Fuck. They tried to, he charged me a third of what they charged. They tried, I went out there, I ain't 
I ain't gonna call their name. But I went somewhere and they were gonna try me. <laughs> Y'all, he he really me. <laughs> <laughs> he really, he really mean, y'all. But you know, I, I, no, I'm not mad at anyone, y'all. This is just my spirit and my passion, and I want y'all to know that because I believe in what, when I believe in what I believe in, I just believe in it, you know. But I went somewhere, and they're gonna charge me three, four times of what I needed. I went to Buck, Buck J C White. Man, he took care of my problem with so little money. I actually gave him some extra. Because I know what they were going to charge me. Mm. And I actually gave him more than what he actually asked me for. He got a job done. We need to be able to trust each other, be more supportive of each other. Because when we realize our strength, and see, that was part of your uh, your, your, your blog too. Yeah. When, when we're able to realize our strength, boy, we are strong. We are powerful. We are powerful. And all we have to do is understand how powerful we are. Economic, social, all that. Oh. We can achieve social justice if we stand up and fight for it. We can. If, when you talk about the judges, when people don't want to vote, I had a young man at uh, Walmart the other day. Man, he almost wanted to fight me when I was trying to tell him. He said, "Man, it don't do me no good." And I said, "Wait a minute, man. Come on, young fella. Oh, he was from the streets of Chicago. You know, mm -hmm. he in the game, man. When I broke it down to him and told him about, man, when I was seventeen, I was on the streets of Chicago after you know out of school here. I went up Chicago on the streets." I had to navigate my way through the streets of Chicago. I know all about K-Town, L-Town, the Vice Lords. Well, can't well, talk about it. Huh? <laughs> my thing is, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, if, so he I, did his history, if he did his history on whatever gang he in, most likely it goes back to a, a political stance, though. They, but when they, I got they, through, they all started with a political stance and trying to hold elected officials' feet to the fire for certain rights. Yeah. So that's usually where the gang starts from. But, when I sat down, excuse me, when I sat down and got done talking to this young man, because I sat down and took the time, because mm -hmm. this is what I observed. We was in the, in the automotive area out there at Walmart. There was a, a Caucasian white man sitting over there when the brother was talking about how he don't vote, how they for him, and I, this guy was, like to me, taking it in. Because that's exactly what some of them, I'm not going to say all, mm -hmm. but that's exactly what some of them want. I took the time to sit down and talk to this brother. When I got through telling him about my affiliation and knowledge of the folks in Chicago and my cousin up there who ran things and my cousin when they had his funeral, they had to call a truce among several gangs. It's the longest funeral possession I ever seen. It was miles for my cousin when he's up there. And he knew who my cousin was. My cousin was somebody up mm -hmm. there, you know. And so, and I started telling him about all the judges that Trump had been appointed, mm -hmm. the federal judges that Trump been appointed, the Supreme Court justices that Trump been appointed, who disproportionately lock our young men up, his children, and how they gonna lock, they gonna be in place for life. Department of Justice, man, like. They, these judges gonna be in place for life. Right. They young, and some of them uh, have, have been not 50, qualified. 50 and 60 year careers ahead of them. And they gonna be, they're not going to make laws that's going to be serving us. They're going to make laws that disproportionately affect our young men and women. And so when you don't vote, when you fail, I've learned from experience. And I told him, man, I'm 66. I don't know how I'm 66. And I've learned from experience that the only way to change the process is from within. You can't change the process from outside necessarily. Once you get in and you become a part of it, and you say, okay, I'm going to vote this way. And if you be, 
become legislators or whatever, or congressmen or, or state representatives, you are part of the lawmaking decision. I say the same thing about when I started working at the chamber out there. And I used to tell people, people said, uh, why are you out there with those folk? Well, I'm in the room. I was on the board. They don't let me serve on the board for a year out there. But while I was in that room, I was making, helping making decisions that helped all of Grenada. Mm -hmm. And by the time the decisions are made in that room and you find out about it in the community, the training already left the station. Right. You can't do nothing about it because the decision has already been made. You need to be in the room at the table and strong enough to stand up to those who are not like you or who disagree with you and say, no, this is going to hurt somebody. This law, this rule is going to hurt somebody. And it's going to disproportionately hurt those who are underserved. And you need to be strong enough to bring that point across to the majority in the room. And oftentimes I've been in the room and I've been that strong voice. And then they'll make the decision to help her, but then they won't let me come back and do another turn because he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's too radical. <laughs> he won't change his now. Yes, I won't change his now. Yes, what are we going to wait for? That's what uh, Dr. King said in his letters from, 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 from uh, Birmingham. Why wait? Why wait? What are we going to wait for? Because wait means uh, justice denied. Mm -hmm. We need it now. We need it now. We deserve it now. The law says it now. The Constitution says that we have uh, certain inalienable rights. So what are we waiting on? Been waiting for 100 years. All right. Oh, y'all got me started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, get, let me read a couple comments, man. Hey, shout, shout out to Dove, man. Rich game, rich game, man. He said, man, he, talk, he, he talking to me, man. He told me to call Charlie, man. He told me to call him good people, man. The soldier from the known is Charles. And speaking on that, Charles said, uh, our black businesses don't own the property whenever they expand the highway. Teresa uh, Moss said, That's right. Well, we need more of a beloved community. And, uh, Charlie also said that man, we need to buy more. We be we need to buy some commercial property to establish our own business. That's right. I agree. Yes, sir. I agree with that. That's exactly what we need to do. That's what I'm saying before. When you they moved when they moved all the black businesses off of 51 and they start moving out there, we didn't own that property. Matter of fact, it's probably two or three people. Like you, when you alluded to my blog, that's what it was more about. Um, like a call, like a call to action. Mm -hmm. Mostly, yeah, and that's basically like what I was saying. Right, like, that, that's exactly right. So, if we, some of us have property, uh, in the in in some areas where it's now uh, uh, commercial property it used mm -hmm. to be residential, they change it around, and so we have an up like on like on fifty one for example, uh, up near the transformation center and those areas right in there, those old areas, but that's commercial property, up there. Yes, commercial property is a lot of it's owned by African American. And so they can tear some of them old houses down if you had the uh, the business wherewithal, if you get the opportunity. And, and 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 you can put up businesses, you can establish your own businesses there, you know. And I'm gonna tell you to give Grenada uh, some credit. They got a hub out there in the industrial park, some area where, yeah. where they actually help people to help people uh start up businesses. They got stuff right here to help people start a yeah, business. They got the incubator system. They got the incubator system out there. So there are things that 
that that people can do if they really want Operation to. Hope. Um, Operation Hope. Operation Hope. Hope. I I, I think I uh, 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 Miss McKinney, Ruth McKinney. Mm-hmm. Talk about. It. I think there's a small business thing coming up here within the next week or so, on the 27th yeah, or somewhere. Real soon, like now. Real soon, and so I put that out there. So what we need to do if we if we have a desire to start a business, go attend this class on how to start it. It tells you how to set up a business plan. It tells you everything you need to do. And then if you need to start your business up and don't have no where to start it, go out there to the incubator. They set the incubator up for us, but a lot of people don't know about it. Go out there and get yourself set up. And then you may be surprised at the funding that you may get some assistance because, you know, there are some government programs that help small businesses get started. They help, you know, they help you. So exhaust every means available to you to get your business going. Right, let me put your thoughts on this, man, because I just had a comment. Um, excuse me. Uh, Derek Bratcher said we need to create our uh, create our own black banks here in Grenada. You think a black bank would be successful here? Mm, we have Wait to get minute. people on well, board from surrounding areas. Well, I, I, I think so because they're, I'm trying to think, was it Hope? There's a bank, Hope? There's a bank started by some a black man here. I think it's... Here? No, not here, but over in the Delta. I think yeah. it's Hope or something. I'm not sure. I don't I'm gonna call the wrong name. But I do know that uh that can happen. It can happen. I just need to I don't wanna say something that's incorrect, but I do know because I met this brother, uh, and I know about it. I'll look it up and figure it out next time. But uh he he has black banks and it has in more than one city. Mm. He has it in more than one city. I think the closest it's in Mississippi got, too. I think the closest one. I don't know. It might. I know the, the last time I checked. I don't know when this one happened. But the one we had was like in Alabama. Or maybe the closest one. Or something. Somehow hope is coming to mind. I'm, some kind of hope, 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 uh, credit union or something like that. Yeah. Now and now that's a good way to start. Do a credit union. Yeah. Something. I think is. I think this brother had. I know this brother had mm-hmm. uh, something going on. So I just can't call the name right now. But that's a great idea, uh, brother Bratcher. That's a great idea. Yeah, but this um Mastermind Podcast, episode 84, we have Mr. Charles Latham, man, love hey, man, man to be in the man. Always fun talking to you, man. It's always good to have you. Hey, man, listen, I thank y'all for having me again. Before I, before I close, uh, I'm going to say this to uh, folks that most of y'all can probably relate to. Uh, most of us have had a time in our lives where... We knew that we had prepared for a job. We knew we went to school. We got an education. We did everything required to prepare ourselves for the job. But all you needed was a chance to do the job. And then somebody gave you that chance. And remember what you did when you got it? You showed out. You showed them that they should have hired you years ago for it because you gave it your best shot. And you proved to them that they were right in hiring you. I'm prepared for the mayor's seat. My whole life experiences has prepared me for this mayor's seat. All I ask for is a chance to do the job. That's all I ask for. The other guy's been up there 16 years. And he said to me, he said to me, and I try to be humble when he's talking to me and such. But he says to me, he says, uh, Charles, if I run this time, if I win, you know, I'm going to make history, man. I'm going I'm to be the longest serving mayor in Grenada. Now, 
he was totally oblivious to the fact that if I win, I'm going to be the first black man mm. in 184 years to have a job. But his history meant something to him, but my history meant nothing to him. So all I want to say is not about a race thing, not about a race thing at all. A man going to do what's in his heart. And all the things I'm proposing to do for Grenada and the things I've been doing for Grenada on a voluntary basis for 15, almost 16 years, it's been from my heart. And you look at where his heart was out there on that highway getting that cross. His heart was trying to get rid of Lakia White the first time Josh Hughes had left. Didn't even mm. wait for the seat mm. to get cold. Mm. He, he, mm. He, he recognized right away when, when, when Josh got in his troubles, he called the other guys up and said, we got 3-3-9, and I can break the tie. And what they do to Lakia, in spite of the community going up there objecting to what they did to her. Now, that is where his heart is. That is where his heart is. Judge a man by where his heart is. I don't want you voting for me because I'm black. But please don't vote against me because I'm black. And I thank you guys, and I thank mm. the community, mm -hmm. and I thank each and one of you. Hey, Trey, um, Trey uh, Baker, man. Get hey. that, get that last shout-out, man, Trey, man. He said he, uh, he gave the name uh, of that black, uh, the black bank, and he gave the name of uh, his name is John Hope Bryant. John I Hope told you Hope. I knew oh, Hope yeah, was in there. And the name, Civil rights. And the name of um, the um, the company is uh, Hope Inside. I knew it was Hope. I said it was Hope something. John, I didn't I, want to thank you, Trey. I, I know uh, John, um, John Hope Bryant. I know him. Um, he he do a lot on social media and stuff. Um, he been talking a lot. He got, he got some pretty good information, man, on, on finances and how they relate to Social I told you, I, I knew it was hope something. I just couldn't get it. But, but let me just say this real quick. Trey, thanks, man. Thanks for all you do, man. Thanks for all you're doing for us. And like I told these guys before, you Trey, you already know. And you helped me when I come up to, to see Congressman Thompson in his office. You were right there. You done helped me all the way. Trina George is right there. She was right there with all these programs. Right. You know, man, if I'm the mayor, and we talked about it, and you know you're going to be successful with your with, with Biden back there. Grenada will have a direct link from the mayor's office, our city manager, our congressman, and to the president. And because Trey Baker going to be right there continuing to work for this community. And we don't talk about that. Trey, I wish you luck, man. God bless you. Yeah, good luck, Trey. And good luck. God bless you. And I pray that we're all successful so that we can build Grenada up. Not just part of Grenada. We're going to build up the whole Grenada. Because when you lift up one community, you lift up the whole community. We, it's, it's, it's far past the time that one side, when they get in power, do this. One side, we need to lift up the whole town. Trey, I appreciate you, man. Hey, did you Good change luck. your number, Trey? <laughs> he, but, he didn't change it on me. He, he Hollywood. He didn't change it on me. Man, change it on me. Oh, we know, man. Hey, let everybody know, man, where they can get, man, where they can get this podcast. Oh, man, you get it, man. You get the Masterminds podcast. Masterminds, what it is. You can get it on SoundCloud. You can get it on Spotify. You can get it on Apple Music, and we now on Google Play Music. Go check us out. Look us up, man. Give us a little support because the more subscriptions we get. The more uh, views we get, listen, the the better we'll do. The better we we expand and we try right to expand. On. Yeah, man. So click, to, man, click it, man. Click the links, man. When you put it up, man, man, y'all share, 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 share. Yeah, share, this time share. next show trying to be interviewing Yo Gotti and Jay Z. Yeah, 
Oh, oh yes, sir. With, yes. with Charles Latham on the yes, show. Sir. Oh, hey, so come who, on now. So, so who I'm going to be, man? Who, who I'm going to be? <laughs> I don't know, Goose. We, we I'll be, be we, black, we, y'all. We, we black, y'all. That gun sound good. <laughs> <laughs> we going to talk about your job later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We up out of here. Episode right. 84, man. Right on, brothers. Thank y'all. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. that was good. I yes, enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun, man. It was man, fun. Man, Mastermind yes, Podcast, episode 84, man. It's a wrap. Chill out. We out.